Okay, before we get going, I should just let you know that you're going to hear the odd F word here and there. It's only ever used as a means of emphasis and it's part of how I speak. The holiday season is upon us. Despite all the happy Christmases and well wishes, this time of year can actually be quite stressful for many people. So I thought I'd give you some tips about how to be happy at Christmas. Because get happier is for life, not just for Christmas. I'm going to give you a dozen tips. I'm going to break them down into three lots of four for each of the stages of the coming season. How to prepare for Christmas, what to do during Christmas, how to celebrate New Year, and what to do in the dark days of January. Okay, so first of all, the run up to Christmas. First tip, my true love gave to me. Christmas presents can be the perfect way to signal to someone that you care about, but not all gifts do the job quite as well as they might. As it turns out that when you ask people to guess what someone spent on them, they say about 20% less than the actual item cost. Of course, not everything is about money, or at least not about stuff. When people think about what makes them happy, it's most often experiences rather than material consumption. Part of that is because we can have a nice conversation about things we've done. I mean, okay, so you might bore people with the same story over and over again, but it's still a good story, whereas there's only so much you can say about a new pair of shoes. So first tip then, when you're thinking about buying someone something, maybe buy them something to do rather than something to wear. All right, number two, with every Christmas card I write. Now, I appreciate that we're trying to save the planet and everything else, but Actually, handwriting something for someone is a really personal touch. We send a lot of text messages and emails. Most of those are quite impersonal. You know, we're still a species that likes touching stuff. We like opening envelopes. We like feeling the letter. For the few people that you really do care about most, maybe write them something rather than text them. Number three, driving home for Christmas. Now, if you're lucky enough to be popular and have loads of family and friends that want you everywhere, then you probably made lots of commitments to be everywhere. When you're imagining how that's going to be, that's a lot of fun. But in the experience of it, it might not be so much fun as you're driving around everywhere, getting on trains, being late for people. Maybe take a step back and think about what it would be like to actually do what you're planning to rather than just thinking about the plans themselves. All right, three tips then for what to do during Christmas itself. A white, not a wireless Christmas. I think we all know that our phones are a massive distraction and we'd all like to use them a little bit less. So maybe Christmas is the ideal time to do that. Turn them off, put them away, the world will keep on turning and you'll just feel a little bit happier. Rock around the Christmas tree. I keep banging on about how there's no one size fits all approach to being happy. And then at the same time saying there's about half a dozen things that all of us can do to be happier. Listening to music is absolutely one of those things. But not fucking jingle bells again. Stick on some music that you enjoy, that the people that you like being with enjoy and you'll be a lot happier. It's really simple. Okay, so the third tip for over Christmas a time for giving. There's lots of really good evidence, including from randomised controlled trials, that helping other people is not only good for them, but it's good for us too. Small acts of kindness go a long way. Give a little bit of time or a little bit of money to other people and you'll feel so much better as a result. Okay, so you've done the prepping for Christmas. Christmas is out of the way. You're getting ready for New Year. What should you do? Well, I don't know what you should do, but Maybe you might not have to worry about if you haven't got a big plan. Lots of people have all these big plans for New Year's Eve and you might feel left out if you don't. Well, actually, having low expectations or doing things spontaneously can actually be really good for us. So chill out about the fact that you haven't got a lot planned and you might have a great night. Okay, second tip for New Year then, memories like the corners of my mind. Whilst you might not want to plan everything, you might want to be aware of what you're going to remember after the fact because they'll be drawn down as experiences afterwards and also conversations. Now, we tend to pay attention to peak experiences. So what you're going to remember from New Year's Eve, probably when the clock strikes 12, because next year you'll remember what you were doing last year. 
and it stays in your mind. It's a very salient point. So try and get a really good experience when the clock strikes 12, because probably the most of the rest of the night, you won't remember, even if you're not roaringly drunk. Remember, literally, <laughs> that memories, like anticipations, are experiences. Try and fill your own memory bank rather than that of your phone. Okay, final tip for New Year. When New Year's over, back to life, back to reality. You've probably had a late night, whatever you've done, and you're probably going to be knackered. So yeah, spending some time on the sofa is fine. But you could also go outdoors. Going outdoors, getting a bit of fresh air. You haven't got to go out for hours. Just a few minutes out in fresh air will make you feel a whole lot better. Okay, so final three tips now. You're into the new year. You've survived Christmas and New Year's Eve, and you're into January. So many people are going to have New Year's resolutions. First tip is know when to hold them. A lot of the things that we say we want to do are because we think we should do them. I want to read more books. Well, do you really want to read more books? Will you be happier from reading more books? Maybe, but maybe not. So ask yourself the question, are you doing this or suggesting you want to do this because it really will make you happy or because you think it should? So the next tip follows, know when to fold them. Sometimes we can make a commitment to things. Maybe you go to see a film at the cinema, it's shit and you want to leave, but you stay till the end, even though you know it's a waste of time. That's what economists call the sunk cost fallacy. You've paid for the ticket, so you're going to see it through to the end. There's no reason why you should. Get out. And the same is true of the kinds of commitments that you might make about the kind of person that you want to be. Sometimes it isn't going to make you happy, so you've got to know when to fold them. Okay, final tip. Stuck on you. This one is a bit more upbeat. This is about how to do things that really would make you happy. And simple lesson is you've got to make it easy for yourself. The reason you buy chocolate at a till is because it's easy to. So how do you make it easier for you to do the things that you want to do? Well, you're not going to do it by willpower, not least willpower alone. You're going to do it by design power, by planning it into your days. And you can do that by using many of the tips that we talked about in Get Happier. You can prime yourself with cues in your environment that activate you to act in a particular way. Screensavers of the book club that you've joined. You can have a default where maybe you see the same person at the same time every week because that's someone that makes you happy. You can make a commitment we're more likely to act on public promises. Or you can use the power of social norms. Remember that we're social creatures and we take our cues from what others around us are doing. If you surround yourself with people that read more books, you're more likely to. All right, I reckon that's it from me. Thank you for listening. I do sometimes feel like I need to apologize for how obvious some of what I say is. It's obvious, but it's often overlooked. You say to people, listen to more music, and they go, well, that's obvious. And I'm like, well, why aren't you fucking doing it then? It's because people don't design it into their lives to make it easy for them to listen to music or do the things that would make them happier. Helping other people. Little random acts of kindness, for example, go a long way. Build it into your day. You're happier, everyone else is too. Have a fantastic Christmas and a brilliant new year and don't make too many resolutions. Although one that you should make in the interest of helping other people, which remember is good for you, is listen to all of my previous episodes of Get Happier and subscribe to my Substack. And that will make you and me very happy.